welcome to Making the Magic, a podcast chatting about all things Disney, Universal and beyond. This week we're back at Disney World, talking about one of my favourite Disney resorts, Coronado Springs. I'm Amanda. And I'm Martin. And it's a really great hotel, isn't it? You've stayed here a few times. Is that right, Amanda? Yes, I've stayed here a couple of times. I liked it that much. Although it is a moderate resort and it is usually the sort of entry level moderate resort. It's very reasonably priced. It's got, I think, a lot of deluxe features. And I think it's hard to choose between resorts, isn't it? Because I kind of like them all for different reasons. But Coronado Springs, I've talked before, is one of my favourites. Yeah, I think it's a favourite amongst people who have stayed at quite a few resorts and hotels. I think, like you said, it's because it can come across as slightly more than or just below a deluxe hotel without being sort of the entry level one. I don't think if you'd ask most people, I don't think they'd say this is the entry level moderate i think a lot of people would say it's more the high level but luckily disney price it as an entry level which is good yeah i keep thinking they're gonna have to put those prices up because as they adding more to that resort it's going to be hard to maintain that price i mean i was just having a look at this morning prices sort of back end of this year i mean for a standard room there you're looking at less than 200 pound a night room only and that's like 50 pound a night more than staying at all stars which there's no comparison in terms of what you're getting both in the quality of your room and the things that are at the resort. I think for £50 extra per night, when you break it down like that and you say to people for £50 extra and you can see what the difference in quality is, I think that's where people will, will look at it and say, yes, this is definitely worth sort of splurging that little bit more on. It's not a budget hotel by any means, but it's not that much more, which is why when people sometimes say to us, you know, we want to stay on site at Disney, but you know, the cheapest hotel will do, like, well, actually spend a little bit more and you can actually open up your opportunities and stay at some of these sort of better moderate hotels as opposed to just sort of plumping for the cheapest hotel. Yeah, and particularly when Disney have, have offers. I mean, in the past one, we've had free dining offers or even free nights. The differential between the values and the moderates gets even less because of what's included. But yeah, so looking at the resort, kind of first of all, where it's located, it's in the Animal Kingdom area. But it's not sort of right next to Animal Kingdom or, you know, that hotel. It's just in that general area. It's also close to the studios and it has free bus transportation to get you to all of the parks. Yep, like all the Disney hotels, you get to jump on those free buses to go to any of the parks and the water parks and Disney Springs as well. No Skyliner here, no monorail, no boats. So you are reliant on the bus service. And I think if I was going to have any sort of slight criticism about it or slight downside, that's it. You know, the fact that you've only got the buses. So comparing it with the other moderate resorts, Caribbean Beach, you've got the Skyliner, which I know people really like. I'm a bit nervous of heights, so I wouldn't say it's a positive for me. But, uh, (laughs) but, you know, it is good to be able to get quickly to places because it's a really large resort. So we're talking about nearly two and a half thousand rooms in this resort it's got multiple bus stops so that can mean it's taking a long time to get to the parks yeah you just need to make sure that you plan that into your day so you've got the extra magic sort of time where you can get into the park half an hour before opening time 
Now, kind of said before, you want to get there before that opening time anyway to make sure that you're one of the first people through the doors. And you just need to factor in the fact that actually you might need to wait a bit longer for the bus or it might take a bit longer. And add in that time that if you're the first stop, for example, on the loop, then you've then got to go and pick up people in other places maybe. So yeah, make sure you add in that extra time. But once you've been there for a day or two, you'll sort of get used to sort of how much extra time. And we can help you sort of advise you on how much extra time and to leave before heading to the parks. And what I really like now are all the Disney resorts, or most of the Disney resorts anyway, by the bus stops. They've got the big display screens so that you can see how long you've got to wait. I think it's one of those things, isn't it? You don't mind waiting a while if you kind of know how long it is going to be. So they're meant to come every 20 minutes. So hopefully you won't be waiting any longer than that and usually much less. I mean, one of the sort of the downsides of having these multiple bus stops around the resort is kind of a positive as well, though, because you've never got to walk very far from your room to get to the bus stop. So say like Port Orleans, that's a small resort, which... A lot of people like so only one bus stop serving that but depending when your room is if you're right at the back of that resort you might have quite a long time to get you know walk to get to the transportation we're here because they're dotted around the resort you're never going to be too far away and although it is a big resort they put in the bridges across the lake so that does make it a lot easier you're not having to go sort of all around the edge you can sort of cut straight across the lake using one of those three bridges i remember last time i was in orlando i was walking across a wooden bridge over a lake and I saw a snake and I really don't like snakes. Uh, so that put me <laughs> off going across wooden bridges uh, in Orlando. No, these are quite substantial bridges. These are really good kind of bridges. It was like a little, more like a pier that I was walking across. And I just suddenly saw this snake sort of everywhere. Oh, no. oh forget yeah, you. Forget you sometimes some... you're in the wildlife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might see some unexpected wildlife while you're in Florida, but I think you'd be fine here. The theming of the resort, it's got a Mexican theme largely and American Southwest. It's divided into four separate areas. So you've got the Casitas area and this is where you're going to find the preferred rooms. So if you really want to guarantee that you're close to the main building, the main area of transportation, most of the dining, then you can upgrade to a preferred room and then you'll be located in one of the buildings in the Casitas area. Sort of furthest away, you've got the ranchos. And then coming round the lake the other way, next to Gran Destino Tower, you've got the cabanas area. And then I mentioned Gran Destino Tower. That's the fourth area. And that is a relatively new part of the resort, which definitely feels more deluxe than moderate. So this is a traditional sort of tower hotel style. Yeah, it's quite different to a lot of the other hotels or resorts that you get at Disney, which are one, two-storey sort of building sort of blocks spread out, which is what the rest of the resort is. But the tower, the Grand Destino Tower, is more like a traditional style hotel. And it looks superb. Again, if you were basing it just on the hotel, I'd say... That's more deluxe or just below deluxe hotel, just from the finishing, the chandeliers, the service, all those kind of things. It does kind of have that kind of like higher class luxury feel to the resort. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, when you walk into the lobby area there, you see all the beautiful coloured glass chandeliers. Yeah, I think you'd be hard pushed to think you're in a moderate resort. When you arrive, it's the lobby area in Grand Destino that you're going to check in at. They do have another check-in area over in El Centro, which is the other building, but that's just for convention visitors, large groups. So if you're just a um, normal guest arriving, you're going to check in at Grand Destino, no matter where you're staying in the resort. 
not to worry if you are in ranchos or one of the areas that's a little bit further away from the reception. They have golf buggies that they'll transport your luggage or even you and your luggage, if you're lucky, over to your room. So you don't have to worry about dragging all your luggage to the other side of the resort. The cast members that work there know that the resort is quite large, so they will help you to get all of your luggage over to your room. So don't feel that you're going to have to drag it across the entire resort. No, they're good at looking after you. Next to... Grandestino Town, we've got El Centro. So if you stayed at Coronado Springs a few years ago, this is where the reception area would have been. And this is where you're going to find the quick service restaurant called El Mercado. That's your usual Disney quick service, food court style restaurant. I like it a lot more than the other moderate resort food courts. I think it's got some slightly different choices. It's got a grab and go area. It's got a Mexican food station. You've got your sandwiches, burgers, chicken pizzas all the things you'd usually find but it just looks really nice it's got that mexican theming i know at the moment because of the restrictions they are only having sort of a smaller menu but hopefully it'll go back to the choices that they had before i think the food here does really sort of appeal to me but if you just want to grab a pizza or a burger or something then there's also that as well and then just across from El Mercado, you've got one of the resort's table service restaurants, the Mayan Grill. This never gets amazing reviews. I haven't eaten here myself. I think it's a Mexican restaurant, table service. I think there's just probably better options. You know, either if you're looking for Mexican, there's better options. I would say Disney Springs, there's some really nice restaurants there. And also the Mexico Pavilion over at Epcot. And there are also better options just at Coronado Springs. You don't go too much further. But if you're struggling to get a dining reservation or you just particularly want to try it out, then by all means do. It doesn't get awful reviews, but I think there's just better choices. Bit average. So if, you, yeah. if you're looking to do kind of like a sit-down meal, then you probably want to go and have something a bit kind of nicer, a bit kind of more, uh, more special. So as you said, there are better places. And then also in El Centro, you've got Cafe Rick's, which is another sort of quick service place. Like here you can get coffees, pastries, sandwiches, ice cream, other sorts of snacks. You can pick up cereal in the morning if you want to have that to have in your room. There's no seating area here. It is just a kind of grab and go either to take back to your room or I suppose you could take it across to El Mercado or go and sit outside with it. I mean, the pastries, the donuts, the cookies, it is hard to resist when you're walking past there. <laughs> Even if you weren't thinking about getting something, they have got some really nice choices. Yeah, the smell is going to lure you in, isn't it? And it's just nice to have different choices, particularly if places are busy and you just want to grab something very quickly. Also in this area, you've got the sports bar, the Rick Sports Bar, which I think it's really fun and can, just to have all these different dining options and options for drinks in your resort is a real positive. Yeah, you get a lot of people who want to, you know, catch up with the football team back home or if there's an American football game on or NBA, something like that. They just want to be part of that sort of Americana. I was over in America during the Super Bowl. I don't really understand the whole <laughs> thing and uh, yeah you just kind of get swept up in the enthusiasm so because you do find that people when they support a team they really support they go to town so you can kind of get swept up in it if you're going in and there's a family at the next table and they're really supporting one of the teams that's being shown you kind of get drawn in and you start cheering for that team as well no, it's a really nice atmosphere in there. It does have a conference centre, uh, which can put some people off staying at this particular hotel because they think the conference centre is going to get overran with lots of people. And it's true in the sports bar, 
you can get people what they're generally going to go and do is they're going to go and have a drink before the evening's entertainment so usually when you're staying there as part of a corporate event they might go and take over sort of an entire restaurant or they've got an evening activity planned. So they might go for a drink beforehand. It's very rare that people won't have something to do in the evening and organize activities. So they won't stay in the bar particularly long and they're probably gonna go down before you are because their evening activities are gonna start probably about the same time as you're coming back from the parks. So you probably shouldn't actually sort of cross over too much, but it's just something to sort of think about and it does kind of put people off. They do tend to be more sort of business conferences as opposed to sort of like cheerleaders, which you get at sort of the all-stars results. Yeah, when I stayed there, I was kind of, did notice them, but it wasn't, didn't cause any sort of difficulty. So it might be about 4.30, 5 o'clock, You'd suddenly notice people not in the usual park gear, you know, people dressed a little bit smarter, just having a drink after they'd finished their session or maybe a pre-dinner drink before they were going into their evening uh, session. But yeah, no cheerleaders. It's definitely all kind of business type conferences and they've got all their own conference centres. So I certainly wouldn't be bothered about the fact that they had that there. No, and they like to go and play golf a lot as well. So <laughs> it'd be quite stereotypical. Well, no, this is the reason people. that Disney have a lot of golf results is because of the conference market. It's not really there for the tourists; it's there for the conference market. It's what I got told by the people who work at the golf centre. You know, you can go and do it if you want to, but it really is for the conferences to give them something to do. Right. And it also sweetens that little deal. One of the reasons why Grand Destino Tower was built there is because if you're having a conference you might put all of your staff into the regular kind of rooms that are spread out across the resort. But you as the CEO, you're going to stay in the tower. You're going to be staying in the slightly plusher sort of surroundings of staying in the hotel tower, but you're still in the same resort. And I think that was the problem beforehand is if people were staying in moderate hotels, the CEOs would then stay at sort of Grand Floridian or Polynesian, those kind of places. And they would be miles away from where the staff uh, or maybe where the events were actually taking place. So it was, an, it was one of the reasons to build this tower is for the conference market. Right. Well, I didn't know that. I mean, I know they needed more capacity at the resort and it certainly is a great addition. So if we go back to talking about the rooms then, the standard rooms are still of a really nice quality I think I mean when I stayed there the first time I was blown away by it I really it was not somewhere I'd ever thought about staying I went there on um, a work trip I was staying at lots of different resorts and I, oh yeah well I must stay I've been and looked around Coronado before but I must go and stay there the rooms had all been refurbished just to see what it's like I was so impressed by the rooms and the resort generally so the standard rooms it's the usual kind of moderate setup in that you're walking from the outside into your room two queen beds there are some with just one king as well which you can um, there is a supplement to pay for that got the wooden floors the bed's pretty high off the floor so that you can store your luggage underneath you've got the worktop areas are all granite topped it's really modern clean it's got that kind of Mexican three caballeros theming but not kind of really over the top it's just quite subtle and then what I really like you know, a lot of or I think nearly all the other moderate resorts you've got the curtain across to the bathroom area this actually has double sliding doors and then you're straight into really beautiful modern bathroom areas double sink and you've got your small wardrobe area with your ironing board iron other um, facilities and then to the side you've got in a separate room got the toilet and then you've got the shower area yeah i think if you've never stayed at a moderate hotel before it might seem a bit weird having the sinks sort of technically inside the same 
part of the room and not being in the bathroom kind of area if it's your first time staying in an american style hotel it might sort of surprise you but it is perfectly normal don't be surprised when you see the sinks kind of still within that area but as you said you can just close those doors the sliding doors and then it's separated it's off to one side you don't have to look at someone washing their hands yeah but i mean it is definitely separate from the room because you've got those doors but the great thing about having that split bathroom is if you've got a family you've got somebody who's taking their time in the shower you still can get to the wash basin area for cleaning teeth getting ready so if you're all trying to get ready to get out to the parks first thing in the morning you'll really appreciate having that split bathroom yeah i think it's great if it's a group of friends going because obviously if it's a family if it's a couple for example you don't mind being in the bathroom with whoever after they're having a shower but if you go as a group of friends lines need to be drawn at some point as to <laughs> who can go in the room whilst you're showering you know you could do your makeup and you can brush your teeth and have a shave all that kind of stuff while someone else is having a shower in a separate room their rooms are really impressive for the price definitely they're very nice rooms what i really liked as well is they've been designed as modern rooms in the sense that they've got lots of charging points they've got lots of usb points nice reading lights by the side of the bed there's definitely been some thought to go into what you need when you're on holiday you've got you know your phone your camera your ipad whatever it might be to charge and there's plenty of points uh, to enable you to do that yeah i think even if you were charging every single phone that you had and also charging up the power banks as well to take into the park for the next day there's probably still going to be a few usb points still uh, lying around which is really great for us coming over as brits is we don't have to buy as many adapters we can just plug our phones straight in we don't have to worry about getting an adapter for not the usual fighting over the yeah the one adapter to yeah <laughs> <laughs> i need the adapter now exactly so as we said before you can upgrade your room to a preferred room that's gonna um, be closer to el centro and the grand destino tower area and then you also can upgrade your room to be in the tower if that's what you want it's not too much of an uplift to be in the, in the tower i think again i was looking about 35 pounds per night to upgrade to one of the tower rooms just with a standard view some of them have got just the standard view so that could be of a, a parking area or just across the resort and then you can again upgrade again to a lake view if, if that view is particularly important to you one thing to mention that the rooms in the tower they don't have balconies or terraces or anything like that it is just the window that you're looking out of so there's no outdoor seating area yeah i think at the water view would be really nice it's such a massive lake that it's all spread around that actually it's kind of quite nice yeah it doesn't have a balcony but it's still kind of quite nice to look out of the window in the morning or at night and to see this really nice result i definitely request a high floor if you can because it's a 16 story high building the top floor is where the Toledo restaurant is. It's got a rooftop terrace up there. So if you want to go, you would be able to see fireworks from one side over to the Magic Kingdom and the other side across to the studios. You might also get just a slight view of Epcot up there too. And then up there, you've got the Dahlia Lounge too, which looks amazing. I haven't actually been in it, but it, from the pictures and the video I've seen, it does look amazing. Yeah, I think people will be quite surprised to hear that Salvador Dali actually had a project with Disney. They don't seem to fit together, but they did the project. Yes, yeah, so they worked on it, I think, over 50 years ago, but it wasn't released until more recently. So it's a short film called Destino, which is what the tower is named after. And the main character in that short film is Dahlia, which the Dahlia Lounge is named for. You can catch it on Disney Plus if you want to, if you want to go have a watch of that short film. I think they do show it in the lobby area as well. It's on constant loops so that uh, you can see it there too. I think if you're going to go and stay at this hotel, 
you need to watch the film before going. Well, I think then you will appreciate all the little touches. So when you say go to the Dali Lounge, there are some pictures of Walt Disney there with Salvador Dali. And a few surreal touches up there. There's a big mural that's Dali inspired. Very different than what you'd find in other bars and lounges at Disney. Quite a small area. I think it seats about 50 people. And if it's getting busy, they do sort of control the number of people going in. And then it's got some nice outdoor seating area as well. Yeah, really nice lounge. A bit sort of different. Again, you don't expect to see a Salvador Dali themed bar at Walt Disney World. So it's something a bit more, I don't want to say adult, that's the kind of the wrong word for it, but it is sort of something a bit more non-Disney, if you like, to go and do after a day in the park. And I think that's the theme of this resort overall. I mean, of course, it's for families. I mean, any resort at Disney is going to be for families, but it's definitely got a more grown-up feel. So I think great for couples say just because you you say you've got the sports bar you've got that dahlia lounge the toledo restaurant or spanish inspired food and then my favorite really anywhere on property at at disney at the moment is the three bridges bar and grill at villa del lago so we were talking about these bridges that go across the lake so that's what's right in the middle of the three bridges is the bar and grill area there i've eaten there several times and even when i've stayed at other resorts i've made the effort to go across to coronado springs i like it that much so the three bridges bar and grill is casual dining certainly didn't when i was there i don't think it still does take reservations in advance so it's a case of turn up and then they'll seat you if they can't seat you immediately and then they'll buzz you on your phone or or give you a buzzer to let you know when a table's ready part of it is just a bar area so there's just high top seating around the bar if you just want drinks they do some amazing cocktails and their specialty is sangria and they'll even do a sangria flight if you're not sure which one to choose then you can get Sort of a few different uh, glasses of, of each to taste, which looks fabulous. But they do also have some seating for you to have a meal. You can have just small plates of tapas or full starter entree, you know, the whole deal. It sounds really a nice place to sort of relax and chill out. A bit kind of different to the usual sort of burgers and that kind of stuff that you might sort of normally have if you're trying to sort of be a bit quick. And it's a place to linger. I mean, although it's casual dining, it's it's not sort of quick service. So you're just going for a drink. One of the things is it's completely open on the sides. So this isn't an enclosed building. So you really do get that feel that you're on the lake. But it's got fires and heaters. So if it is getting a bit cooler at night, then that's not a problem. Usually it's the other way around. That it's nice to have a bit of a breeze coming through those open sides. Then there are fans as well there. It's only open in the evening. So it opens about 4.30. And again, that's where you do get people who perhaps finished their conferences bobbing across there for a drink. That sounds really nice to the end of a conference day, doesn't it? To go and sit there, have a few cocktails or a sangria. Yeah, it sounds really nice. Definitely recommend it. I'll be there next time I go for sure. <laughs> uh, following your recommendation, I shall to give it a go as well and uh, let you know what I think. So one of the features you have at Coronado that you don't have at any of the other moderate resorts is a gym. It's got a small fitness room, so you've got some treadmills, some bikes. So if you do want to work out while you're on holiday, then you can do. And it's also got next door to the fitness room, um, there's a salon. So if you want to get your hair done, then you can have that done there or a massage. Again, you don't have to be staying there to use the salon, but you do need to be staying at the resort to use the fitness room. Yeah, something that's sort of a bit different. You get a lot of people who kind of worry that they're going to put on a lot of weight when they go to Walt Disney. You do a lot of walking, but if you go to the gym three times a week and then you're eating quite a bit when you're in the parks, actually you 
might want to have a bit of a gym workout. Your husband does that, doesn't he, when he goes away? He just goes he to the does. I kind of yeah. talked about this. Before we go and walk, yeah. I don't know how many thousand steps around the parks, and the first thing as soon as we get back is, right, I'm just going to head to the gym now. But if that's part of your life and what you enjoy doing, then it's good to have that facility there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd be more sort of running and doing weights as opposed to walking on a treadmill, because you can just do that around the park. Why would you do that indoors? My kind of exercise is to go to the swimming pool. That's the kind of exercise that I would prefer within the results. And it has an amazing swimming pool. Did you go in the pool? Yeah, just one of the quiet pools, though. So it has, say, the big pool that on the dig site, which I'm sure you can tell us about. Then we've also got three... Disney usually call them quiet pools, smaller pools dotted around the resort. And I actually went to one of those instead. Yeah, because you've got the leisure pools, which are kind of a bit quieter, as you said, sort of dotted around. But the main draw... Well, for me anyway, is the dig site, which is just this amazing themed swimming pool. It's got a huge 50-foot pyramid that's got water coming down it as well. It just looks like you're sort of like Mexican kind of Riviera, kind of the, the vibe that's there. There's a great slide as well. It's about 123 foot long slide. So real sort of fun for all the family. It's not like a massive drop slide that you get in the water parks. It's it's a slide that pretty much anyone can go on to. And it also has the largest jacuzzi, that not really meant to use the word jacuzzi, uh, hot tub on site at Walt Disney World. So it can hold about 20, 22 people, which is quite big for a jacuzzi. It's powerful. It certainly is. And the pool is actually one of the bigger ones on property as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really big pool. If you stayed at some of the sort of All-Stars resorts, of things uh, you're going to notice the difference between the theming and the size of the swimming pools this one is a really highly themed swimming pool and really big as well and then for those people who just want to swim you've got those free leisure pools which are a bit kind of closer as well or if it's just a case of you know back after the park and you just want to dip in the pool to cool down you might just go into the leisure pool if you want something a bit longer where the kids can go off going into this amazing sort of swimming pool area which is really kind of designed for families then they could spend quite a long time there. And you've also got the kids' play area there and the arcade is over at the dig site too, isn't it? Yeah, plus there's a, a pool bar as well, which is really handy. I said, if you're going to be down there for a little bit, parents might want to grab themselves a little bit of a drink whilst the kids enjoy themselves in the water. Yeah, it can be quite nice to have a pool day, can't it? I mean, the parks, I love being in the parks and I don't want to miss a minute of park time, but it can get a bit exhausting after a few days. So a nice pool day around the dig site. Yeah, I think that will be fun. Yeah, or even sort of start in the pool and then do an afternoon slash evening. So you're not having to wake up too early to get into the park and then you might just go a bit later or you do the other way around, you go to the park earlier and then from the afternoon onward, you spend some time in the dig site and then go for a nice uh, meal in the evening. Well, hopefully you've picked up that Coronado Springs is one of our favourite resorts. Certainly my favourite moderate, I would say. So should we share what some of our top tips are for staying there? So my top tip is to have a look at staying in the tower. I think for the price difference and for what you get, you will feel like you're staying in a deluxe hotel compared to staying in a moderate hotel. You're also just a bit kind of closer to everything. And then if you want to go for dinner, again, you're already within the tower as opposed to sort of having to go across the resort. So, And plus also, I like a view. I like being out and being up high and being able to see everywhere. My top tip is about the transport. It's just being aware that they do only have the bus transportation at this resort. I never had a problem when I stayed there. I found it very easy to get about. But I would build into your budget some money to be able to use Ubers or Lyfts, particularly if you want to be at the parks very early. If you've got dining reservations that you want to make, perhaps just think about some of the days you're going to use 
use an Uber or a Lyft to get around rather than the buses and just save a bit of frustration, I think. Yeah, I've done it before where we were waiting for a bus. Bus turned up, became full. We were sort of like the next people to wait to get on and we just went, ah, let's just get an Uber to to where we're going to. It's not particularly expensive. My final top tip, you won't be surprised to hear, is definitely make time to go and eat or have a drink at the Three Bridges bar and grill it's definitely worth going there even if you just want to drink go and try that sangria flight have a light meal or have your full meal for the evening it's a really beautiful location overlooking the lake across to the tower as the sun's going down lots of twinkly lights it's a really lovely place for dinner yeah i think sangria is one of those kind of drinks that just goes down quite easily quite nicely yeah, especially if you've been out during the day <laughs> yeah, maybe slightly too easily it depends on how strong it is but yeah i think sangria is a, a really nice way to refresh after a day in the park they do have some very nice non-alcoholic cocktails there as well <laughs> i'm sure they do for the kids obviously <laughs> well that's all for this week we really hope you enjoyed the show and learned a few things about coronado springs if you stayed there before let us know what you think what were your highlights were there anything that you didn't like Come and find us on our Facebook page or on our website, ferrytoleholidays.co.uk and let us know what you think. And please make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. If you like listening to us today, please take the time to give us a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts from. If you'd like to find out more about Fairytale Holidays and how you can book your next holiday with us, then please just get in touch. You'll find all the links and our contact details in the show notes. So thanks for listening. And have a magical day. Thank you.